Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are the, the Gov Geeks. So today we're going to be talking about your career, the importance of not throwing away your shot. Why do you think that's important, Karen? Because when you want, when you have an opportunity, you want to make sure that you give it your all. Excellent. So let's get into it. Okay, so it's your career. Do not throw away your shot. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, some sort of a musical, right? Right. I, I can barely think of it, but I'm, I'm just not too sure. Maybe one of those not more well-known. Exactly. Something that isn't on some streaming service right now that's available for everyone to see. That we haven't seen of maybe course. a million times. We've never seen this thing. We don't have every line memorized <laughs> in the whole thing. So, yes, we're talking about Hamilton. Uh, it was such a fantastic musical, but really the idea about not throwing away your shot, that really that really connected with me. I don't know. How, how did it hit you? Oh, me as well. Especially nonstop. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Good song in there, nonstop. <laughs> well, it's also important for career development as well, because really this is our opportunity. You just have to be able to make the most of it, which is why we're excited to share a couple of tips, pointers, and tricks with you today about this very topic. But before we get too carried away with that, I wanted to let you know that next week, our GovGeek Challenge actually kicks off. We're very excited about that. A couple of folks have signed up for it, which we're thrilled to have them. Um, it, but it's still open and available for registration. And individuals going through this program have the opportunity to develop a really good resume, have their interview style worked out, as well as career strategy and career mapping as well. Uh, it's only a 14-day challenge for $49, and it's a great way for you to get into government and get ahead in government. Right. And that kind of segues into our topic of not throwing away your shot. So yep. for all of you out there, you know, will you regret not doing this challenge? Yeah, exactly. Would you regret this? That's just uh, one of the first topics that we wanted to talk about right now. Uh, and, and think about it, though, because, you know, I am many a thing. <laughs> one of the things that I am not is very handy with tools. Um, I'm very not handy. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible at uh, working on cars, things like that. So it is quite possible that with some time, dedication, and training, I could get to be pretty good at changing the oil in the car or working on things around the house. But that's just not what my proficiency area is. So plus, you get it all over your bow tie. <laughs> this is true. Yes, although I, I think I look great, you know, doing uh, that sort of work with the bow tie, though. It oh, absolutely. Complements everything well. <laughs> <laughs> but the bigger point is the work that you are doing is different than the work about applying for a job or an application. So when we're talking about regrets, if you don't take the opportunity to really go for the thing that you're interested in, it is basically throwing away your shot. Right. And what is that saying about you don't um, miss the shots that you don't take? Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. See, you always remember all these things. I... I, I love can. that one. I think that was Wayne Gretzky <laughs> that said that one. <laughs> and, you know, it's absolutely true as well, because if you don't take the shot, then you have a complete, uh, you know, failure of actually hitting it because it, it didn't happen. You, you didn't even try. Right. And how many of us feel that way where, oh, instead of going for this position or going for this role, 
uh, you know, you don't go for it and then you regret it because you didn't even try. Right. And if you try, you may fail, you may not, but you'll never know. So that's the whole point of this is taking the risk, not being risk averse in your career. Sure. Karen, you've had some pretty big career decisions in your lifetime. There were some pivotal moments. I know we were sitting back and between the two of us, we have just about 40 years of experience working in federal government. And so there were decision points where you're like, do I take this job or another job? Do I go as a contractor or do I go as a Fed? What kind of ran through your mind as you were thinking about the potential of regret in deciding on positions? I think it was more thinking through how comfortable I was. And you're right, thinking through what will I miss if I don't at least try. Right. And a lot of it is you get comfortable, you get complacent. Uh, at least for my, when I had my transition in career, it was more of, I enjoy what I'm doing. I love my program, mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to go any further. And I knew that I love the organization, um, but I was a contractor. I knew they wouldn't make me a fed and that was my goal. So while I loved everything about that position, it would, it took a lot. We discussed it and I did get some nudging from somebody here <laughs> to take that shot. And while sure, I could probably still be there and be doing, doing fine and enjoying it. I am so happy that I took that risk mm -hmm. because I have thoroughly enjoyed um, what I've been doing thus far since then. And not to mention the impact that you've had on our nation as well as other people that you're working with as a result of you being in those positions. If you hadn't have taken that shot, you wouldn't have experienced all of that and everyone else wouldn't have had the chance to work with you as well. Absolutely. And some failures as well. Mm -hmm. But that's how we learn. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's one of the, the bigger things. There's nothing wrong with failure. Failure is just something that teaches us a lesson on how not to do something or perhaps how we can do some things even better. And here's a crazy thought. Um, there is no wrong way to do something. And it, it sounds a little awkward at first. But I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. Know. Loading the dishwasher is the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we've all experienced some things, agencies, audits. You know, there's <laughs> certainly a right way and a wrong way. But if you're approaching everything with the best of intention, with the best of training, the best of experiences that you had all the way up that, to that point, you did everything that you could. So really any sort of inadequacies that come from that, you're able to learn from it and grow as well. So I admit, you know, if you load the dishwasher wrong and the dishwasher breaks, well, you know, that's something that you're learning from, but it's the same thing with our, our careers overall, because if we think that we have to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time, what kind of standard is that for us to be able to live up to? I don't know. Yeah, it'd be tough. But that that's part of learning, development, growing, uh, changing your professional outlook in your career. Uh, all of this stuff is impossible unless you take a shot. Right. And I would contradict, play devil's advocate a little bit with that statement of you can't be 100%, 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. But to me, you can strive to be exactly. 100%, 100% of the time because that's where you continue to hone in your skills. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's very important. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's very important too. So while I know I may not get there, I'm going to continue to try to be 100% um, and improve. The first time you did it, you did everything that you could up to that point, and it was a failure. Then from there, you learn, and the next time you do it, you go even further beyond that one, and then further beyond that one. I mean, that, that's how we as humans have been able to break the sound barrier or to have accomplishments that have never really been done before because we continue to push the limits to grow professionally in ourselves and then be able to move on. Yeah, like what is that um, Shakira song from Zootopia mm. um, where, you know, she's talking about m making the new mistakes, right? Right, And I think I always could... You know, I have a playlist that I like to listen to as I'm driving in in the morning to really get it's pretty amped serious up. too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know it has Zootopia on it. Uh, no, but seriously, you have ways, and we've talked about this, I think, in one of our um, podcasts a while mm -hmm. back. Where what do you listen to before an interview? Right. Things like that. So this is how I get amped up in the morning to, you know, go to work. Mm -hmm. And it says you make new mistakes. And that's the key, new mistakes, because you make a mistake, you think about it, and you adjust. Right. So then you can make another mistake, a new mistake, and learn from that as well. And so you continue to grow and evolve. So I spent some time in management consulting, working with uh, federal clients as well. And one of the big concepts was fail faster. Mm -hmm. So you try something, you fail, you learn, you try it again, you fail, you learn, you try it again. And the faster that these cycles continue to go through, the more progress that you have. And it kind of makes me think of like Iron Man. And here in the back, we have uh, one of the, the arc reactors. I don't know if you can see it so well. Mm -hmm. But uh, you think of Iron Man suits and in every Marvel movie, there's something that goes wrong, something that happens. And you notice the next version is something that takes those mistakes or issues into account and it continues to grow and evolve which mm -hmm. is which is really cool exactly yeah. just like you can with your career and if you take that approach what is there to regret nothing yeah exactly and really at the end of the day that's that's fulfillment because if you have a lot of regrets and if you have a lot of frustrations then that's what leads to you know not having fulfillment in your career um, at the end of the day, the only thing that we can't really hold on to is time. And once time goes and opportunities pass, you don't want to look back and think, if only, or I wish I could have. Right. So the next thing here is, uh, what you're, uh, is what you're getting worth your passion? And I think of this concept of like, is the juice worth the squeeze? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think about that because there's an action and a reaction. The time that you are investing in the workplace uh, and you're not really passionate about that work is, I mean, the, the time is going to fly time, by. Yeah, the time that you're there, you know, is pivotal because it could be time you're spending doing something else, right? spending time with family, spending time on, I guess, another passion you may have. Yeah, something so that you really want to do. It's your time and time is valuable. And, and really 
think about this because a, a lot of times when in conversations with people uh, in our coaching and consulting, we hear stuff like, oh, I can't wait till I'm retired so that I can do the thing that I really want to do. But you don't have to wait. Exactly. Why wait if that's the thing that you really want to do? Um, I There was this one speech, and this is terrible for me forgetting it, but this idea that on a person's deathbed, they're, they're laying there and then around the person are all of their hopes, dreams, aspirations, and they're sad because they never even had a shot at living their life or, or, or being in existence because the person that passed away, unfortunately, just never took the opportunity to really pursue them. Kind of sad, right? Oh, very sad. Yeah. And, and that really, at the end of the day, is not what we want to have. I mean, if you also think about the responsibility of government employees, federal, state, local, the work is really important. So as taxpayers, do we want someone working there that's just Eh, you know, I'm really not into this. I'm just kind of passing the time. Just here for the money. Just here for the money. Exactly. I remember this one episode of Bones where they were talking about, they were in LA and a person was working there for the FBI and it was like, eh, you know, I'm just kind of passing this as like a normal thing and we'll see what else is out there. And the guy that was visiting from DC was like, this is what I'm here for. This is my passion. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, get out of my way. I don't want to work with you because you, you just consider this to be something that's like a pastime. An in, yeah, an in-between type thing. An in-between job, yeah. And if you think about like your life in general, do you want your life to be an in-between job or uh, maybe something will happen tomorrow sort of a deal? Or do you want it where you wake up excited to do what you want to do? I want the, the latter. Yeah. So why not go for it, right? I mean, it's your career. Don't throw away your shot. This is your opportunity. Right, and the key word there is your. Yes. So this is your shot. You're in control of your career. Absolutely, yeah. You are the person that is making the decisions. And you know, sometimes it's easier, and I completely understand this, this process, where a person may place the responsibility or the onus on their career on someone else. My boss isn't giving me the training that I need. Oh, you know, I tried applying, but the market was just so bad or so terrible. Oh, you know, I could have done that, but I didn't have the right degrees or experiences. We've all heard wonderful stories about people who have gone to night school, about people that have worked three different jobs, about people who are, you know, putting themselves through whatever training and education. Uh, I mean, even RBG in Ruth Bader Ginsburg, where we're looking at her career and her lifetime. I, I mean, she was a mother. She was going to school. She was trying to help support her husband. She was really passionate about what she was Taking doing. Taking his classes yeah. when he got sick. Yeah. And continuing to pursue and persevere because she had a passion for what it is that she wanted to do. I mean, isn't that the type of person that you want working in government, taking care of the rest of us? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and plus, I mean, it seemed like she had lots of fulfillment as well. Yeah. I mean, she was there, you know, till late hours in the night. I know they would. They said she would um, recoup during the weekends sometimes, but she would stay there really late to give it her all. Right. Give everything um, to that position and that's passion. So there's certainly opportunity cost. Uh, if you spend time focused on something that you're not interested in or you're not passionate about, you are giving up the things that you are passionate about. Now, if you are saying, okay, I'm going to focus all of my efforts, I'm getting this degree, I'm getting this experience, I'm going towards this bigger thing. That's certainly one thing. But to kind of sit back and say, ah, you know, 
and not take responsibility for it. I mean, if you think about hiring manager, if an individual isn't willing to invest into themselves and to demonstrate that they really want it, why would they want that person for that position? I mean, if, if you're willing to do it for yourself, then gosh, yeah, nothing can stop you, right? Right. Yeah. Do you want somebody who's driven or somebody who will just take up a spot? Right. Yeah. And, and these are our choices that we have. Um, one of the other sayings that I love is uh, yesterday is history. Uh, tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. And the present, the moment, that is all that we have. And that's all that we have access to. So if you are making the decision to say, this is what I want and this is what I'm willing to do for it, then there you go. So how can somebody make the most of their opportunities? Oh, that's such a great thing. Well, I think that's really, you know, what the GovGeeks is all about. It's uh, trying to use coaching as a way to help people think through the possibilities that they have and create action plans that go towards what they're looking for, what they what they really want to get out of life. Because, I mean, it's, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm going to take a leap from this point to this point. Well, what if you have measurable progress? What if you pick up some momentum? Smart goals. Yeah. Specific, measurable, attainable, timely. Very important to have the, these smart goals. And then think, well, what are the resources, the plans, the opportunities that I could take advantage of that would allow me to go from one step to the other? And I'll, I'll give you one, which I've always loved. It's this idea of the bat cave. So Batman has the bat cave and all of the technology and everything is just there. So whenever Batman needs to use the stuff, he just goes to where that is and it's available. So uh, I heard an example once of a person who wants to learn how to play the violin. So what they did is they created an environment that is conducive for playing the violin. So they had it on the stand, it was readily available, they had the rosin, they had their music and everything else. So when the time was right, they just sat there and they did it. They didn't then have, oh, I got to open this up. I got to find the music. I got to clear space. I got to, I got to creating all of these barriers. Mm -hmm. It was just something, bam, that was ready no to excuses. go and available. No excuses. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if it's something that you really want and you're really passionate about it, well, I mean, why wouldn't you want to have that? I, I like to think of uh, this room as the back of Geek Studios. Yeah. Yeah, or what do we call it? The Fortress of Development. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's our own little version of like Avengers Tower and everything. Everything is here. I mean, from the, the books and materials that we reference and that we utilize, our equipment that we have throughout the room here. Uh, you can't really see it, but right above us, there's a an extra microphone. <laughs> All of this stuff is set up and ready because this is really what we like to do and what we're available for. So, yeah, yeah, this is our, our Beckett. Right. And talking about, you know, with the microphone, trying to get it right. Right. Maybe the sound's not, um, you know, that great. It's echoey. Right. So we've been trying to, again, learn from those mistakes and go ahead and make it better. Of We're course. Trying to. Trying so. to make it better as best as we can. For all of you. We want this show to be fantastic for you. For if you're listening to this as a podcast, if you're watching it on YouTube, if you're joining us live on Facebook, yeah, we really want this to be a good, valuable experience for you because that is what's meaningful for us. Uh, you can't see it on the sides, but we put in a whole bunch of additional um, panels. To sound. Sound panels, mm -hmm. exactly right. We got some more on the ceiling and more on the way. <laughs> Yeah, we, we care about this and we care about you. That's why we're here. Right. And then, again, it's passion. And so 
it takes time, but right. we put a lot into it. Yeah, we put definitely put a lot into it. And again, this whole idea about coaching, I mean, we're passionate about coaching uh, and we take coaching ourselves. We work with others to help us grow in development and what we need to do as well, because we believe in coaching. Right. And that's all about investing in yourself. Exactly. And I know we talk about that a lot is if, you know, if you're not going to invest in yourself, why would anybody else? Exactly. If your boss says, um, I saw the training request, but no, I'm going to deny it because of whatever reason. Well, why can't you pay for that yourself? If you need right, certain I, support. I remember I did that. Absolutely. I was, I, we weren't getting any training budget. And I said, well, I want to go ahead and still do this. So um, went ahead and did it on my own. And it was great. Yeah. And how about that for demonstrating that you have a strong desire for something? If you're sitting in an interview and they say, wow, this is great. You got all these trainings, these certifications, these experiences. And then your response is, I'm very passionate about this work. I was willing to go out of my way to do this. Uh, I mean, how did we get to D.C.? Um, so Selling everything? Yeah, <laughs> everything. Karen and I are from the great state of Texas. We've been here now for almost 20 years. And to get here, gosh, we sold our car, we sold our refrigerator, our furniture, everything just to have the opportunity to take our shot and come out here to D.C. And that, I think, really is, is the passion um, that everyone has access to. You have a, availabilities, really, that can make a difference for everything. So investing in yourself. If another person isn't able to or willing to, but you are, gosh, go for it. Get the technology, the training, volunteer at different professional associations. Uh, I'm working with some clients now that have a lot of volunteer experience with a number of different organizations, uh, both professional as well as other areas like religious. But in each of these areas, they are developing really significant competencies that are applicable for the workplace. How to work with people, how to manage conflict, how to manage budgets, how to manage contracts. Right, which then shows your value to either your current employer or a potential. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you know, those are, are three solid things. Um, first, what will you regret not doing? Um, is what you're getting worth your passion, that exchange that's happening there? And lastly, how can you make the most of your opportunities? A solid question there. Um, so yeah, we have just about five minutes left or so, and we have two questions from the Gov Geekdom, which I'm excited about. Um, Karen, can you read off our first one? Yeah. So my job keeps changing. How can I embrace new challenges? Jobs that keep changing. Yeah. What are the odds, right? <laughs> of course that continues I mean, to happen. Change is inevitable. Yeah. So get comfortable with it. And then honestly, embrace it. How can you lead the change? How can you work towards change to allow you to really excel? Because as the changes come up, those are opportunities. Um, it's like this idea about, um, you know, no one really likes opportunities because when they knock at the door, they showed up in work clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the opportunity is your chance to really, you know, get your hands dirty, experience something. And what's great also is that you don't necessarily have to be the expert at that. You can just dedicate yourself to learning more about it. And that creates wonderful opportunities, building relationships, connecting with decision makers. Right. And if you see it as a negative, the change that comes, then you're going to be miserable. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of negativity uh, you know, that, that you could choose, but really I like to think of it as kind of like a, a mindset. 
right? Having a growth mindset. And I think you mentioned that in our show last week, you know, where are the opportunities that you can take advantage of to grow in those areas? Karen, again, you again have skyrocketed in so many areas, education, your training at work, uh, being a mother, being uh, the better half for over 21 years already, which is fantastic and amazing. I mean, how is it that you continue to decide as a mindset to embrace change? I just do. There have been so many different things thrown at us, you know this, Mm -hmm. and if I were to just give up and let it take control, we wouldn't be where we are. I think even you know with the move here wasn't the greatest for me. I left everything behind, including my schooling. And everyone. Right. Yeah, we didn't know anyone out here when we moved here. Exactly. So it was it was definitely difficult. And yeah, for the first year, especially since I was pregnant with our second daughter, I was yeah. definitely a lot of emotion and uh, homesick. I wanted to come back or go back to Texas, but got over that hump and really embraced this new life. Even with, uh, you were talking about, um, you know, as I was working to get my degree, since I had changed, you know, schools, yeah, and majors, Mm -hmm. it was hard. I had two little girls, you were traveling a lot. I was working and going to school on nights, weekends. I think I had, I I should have owned stock in Red Bull for that time period. (laughs) Just to get through it. Or no dose. You had that too. Well, yeah. I don't know about that one. But, but, you know, I would have a Friday night class really late and then have to get up early Saturday for an all day, you know, go at it again. And it was a blur, but we got through it. And I think it's just perseverance and resilience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what challenges and change brings to you. So don't see change as anything negative. Yeah, there could be negative components. Uh, We're going through a lot of change right now with COVID and with the pandemic and just so many things happening. Um, You just have to try to embrace it and you can only control what you can control. And I think that's the key point. What can I control in this situation? In going to school, I can control how much work I can get done. I can control making sure that my girls are taken care of. And that's what I, our girls are taken care of. (laughs) I'm involved too. So, so it's just making sure that you focus on what you can control. Yeah. And if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. You can give it your all. Sure. Give it your shot. If it doesn't work out. At least you gave it the shot. Exactly. Yeah. Then you can come to us. And start working on your resume for the next shop. That, that's that's exactly right. That's what we're here for. And, and it's all about figuring out what you want and then creating a plan to get towards what you want. And as our life continues to evolve, we grow into things and we grow out of things. And along the way, I mean, why can't we have our passion for our career that allows us to go in the directions that we choose? I mean, that's one of the wonderful things. Why is it that, you know, when we're 18 years old, we get out of school, we're going to make one decision about a career and then stick with it for the rest of our lives. That doesn't really sound so exciting. Right. Well, maybe for some, but yeah, it depends on what. And that is their choice. If that is exciting for them, then there you go. Exactly. And that brings us to kind of our, our next question. Should I track accomplishments 
that are not in my performance plan? Oh, such a great question. So short answer, yes. Yes. <laughs> Track all of your accomplishments, all of the impacts that you've been having, and, and really, again, try to make sure that you are capturing it in a quantified way and a qualified way, and then also demonstrating the impact. So how many uh, of the actions or the items did you work with? What was the result of the impact of the organization? Those are the really the big things. And also, don't be afraid to ask for recommendations on these things as well and your accomplishments. Exactly. Yeah, I really enjoyed working with you. I would really appreciate working with you again in this area. If things come up, please let me know. I'm more than happy to participate. Right. And kind of how we talked about your job changing or mm -hmm. your responsibilities changing, make sure because i know we can we can update that performance plan to reflect that and then you can definitely tie in those accomplishments but even if it wasn't in your regular job duties but it ties into a competency or leadership or anything like that definitely include it because it's again part of what you did through that performance year so it's very important to go ahead and recognize your own accomplishments and show your value to your employer. Absolutely. And then you can use those later when you're doing your resume. Yeah, exactly right. It all connects together, which is why I'd like to make sure that we close on again, our opportunity for the Gut Geek Challenge that starts next week. There are still some slots available, so please come out and register for that. It's a 14 day challenge. At the end of it, you get a firm understanding of how to develop your resume, networking strategies, interview prep, all of that great stuff. So it's a great way to see if you're worthy, right? Absolutely. For whatever position that you're looking for or for if it is a handy dandy new uh, <laughs> prop that we have here Where does well. he get these toys? I don't know. <laughs> this is good. So anyhow, uh, Karen, do you have any closing thoughts? Just don't give up and please take those shots. Just like in Hamilton, there was a, a hidden meaning between that, right? Which I'm not gonna give away anything, hmm. right? Even though it's it's a great history story. Sure. You wanna make sure that you are taking those opportunities and it will help you in the long run and it'll pave the way for others as well. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your service. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 6 o'clock for Gov Geeks Assemble, our live show. This comes out on YouTube as well as our podcast on Monday. Uh, you can also even talk to your smart speaker just to say, uh, you know, hey, blank, <laughs> play the Gov Geeks. And you'll hear a really cool podcast there as well. Thank you so much for your time and your service. We look forward to seeing you at the next one. Take care.